Uh, welcome to the Fitness Oracle. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Monica Barnes from Selfaholic. Monica is a seventh generation medium. She's been doing this since she was a, t a child. She is a spiritual counselor and uses her gifts to help others find their higher selves and true purpose in life. Well, Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you, Don. So I see you're an avid cycler. Any Well, starting. <laughs> starting. That's good. That's good. Any uh, amazing trips so far? Uh, no, but uh, what started this is that uh, where we live now, um, I don't know how many people know of Fort Ord, um, but it's basically um, like a right on one street, right on another, like right here, <laughs> uh, just literally yards away. I have Fort Ord and uh, people uh, travel to come and visit here to hike and bicycle Fort Ord. So, um, and ride to the beach to Monterey and everything. And I was like, this is my backyard here. Why am I not doing it? Nice. Nice. So I, I'm getting there, uh, you know, I'm getting there to where I'm now like, you know, first it was like, uh, my first uh, bike ride was uh, six miles and then we got to 10 miles and then 12. So I'm building up. Okay. That's good. So um, what is a spiritual counselor? A spiritual counselor to me, I can tell you what it means to me, is I help people find their true selves. Uh, my belief is we're, um, we are souls. So we are spiritual beings living uh, human life, not human beings living uh, a spiritual life. So um, I help people figure that out, help them learn to connect with their higher self, with their soul and figure out what they're here for. The hardest part is helping them uh, connect with their soul, with their higher self, and uh, get out of this, uh, their heads. But once they do, and that's why my uh, podcast is called Selfaholic, is because once they do, once they tap into that energy, that higher uh, self, that higher vibration, they do become addicted to now going, well, what's next? What's next? What's next? And then their energy starts to raise and get higher and higher and higher. And it is an addiction because you start to shed this lower energy that we're living. Okay. Um, have you ever pushed yourself too hard when it comes to like into the spiritual realms? Cause it's, pretty crazy in there <laughs> I have pushed myself too hard um, in letting people attach uh, them finding themselves to me um, draining me uh, people say they don't believe in vampires and I tell them they're wrong um, they're called energy vampires um, and um, people with the mediumship, people wanting to know, uh, you know, should I go left? Should I go right? Uh, let me start off with this. Every medium is a psychic. 
not every psychic is a medium. And so when people uh, want to do readings to help uh, connect and do things, then they want to call me, they think, because uh, if they pay me, uh, then it's a right, like, oh, I'll pay you to tell me if I should go left. I'll pay you to tell me if I should go right. And I'm like, that's not what this is about. You know, you need to learn how to figure out and touch base with your higher self to figure out those questions. And uh, it can get, that's where I can get drained and I have to put an end to that. So you just allow the people to make their own decisions rather than you telling them to go left or right? Well, either they figure it out, I guide them and help them on their journey, just like a teacher would or a counselor of any sort, or, you know, to f learn how to, to touch base, to connect with those energy sources. I give them lots of tools, I, you know, how to learn how, and if they're not willing to use those tools and not learn how to learn and connect and grow and just keep on trying to use me, then that's their choice. God gave us free will. That's their choice. But if they're going to keep doing that, then I've got to say no. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of tools would you use? Uh, could you give us like an example of just one maybe? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, first, I uh, give them tools of some books uh, that they can read that uh, help them. Because um, there's some just brilliant people uh, out there that have uh, written books for tools to help them, that help guide them in uh, fun ways, uh, not telling them what to do, but fun ways to guide, guiding them into fun ways of raising their energy. It's, we are all energy. Everything is energy. There's not one thing that exists that is not pure energy. And that is not constantly in motion. If people think, well, no, uh, boulders are solid. No, they're not. Take a microscope to it. It's constantly moving. Not one thing is not energy. So realizing that, you then have to realize you have to tap into that energy and understand that. And there's different frequencies of energy from low to high. So what we're going for here to live a better life is to get onto a higher frequency. So I'm going to give you tools and teach you how to tap into that higher frequency. Uh, like I always say, the best book, and, I, and I've said this a lot, you're not going to give a kindergartner a book on geometry, right? They wouldn't understand it. So I give them, a, and trust me, they're, Eckhart Tolle is a genius, but trying to give somebody who's just starting out a book on Eckhart Tolle by Eckhart Tolle, they wouldn't get it. So um, I give a book um, called, uh, well, by James Redfield and um, The Celestine Prophecy. And it's actually, he's written, it goes in sequences after that, but it's a book on um, an adventure. And it actually teaches you how to raise your vibrational energies through uh, this adventure. And um, people always come back to me just, I mean, within 24 hours, oh my God, I couldn't put it down. What's next? Um, 
So that's like one tool I find that men actually like the best because, uh, you know, men don't like being told what to do. <laughs> Uh, with women, um, I can uh, usually get them to sit down and quiet themselves better. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I can't meditate. Never have been able to, probably will never be able to. Um, so I try to find ways that um, you can try to do uh, a quieting of the mind and get out of your mind and raise your energy. Stuff like that. Uh, uh, very cool. Very interesting stuff. Um, you brushed up on some points there, and uh, I was like, "Whoa!" That 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 one point where you were talking about uh, uh, trying to give a, a kindergartner a geometry book. It's something similar to uh, to the fitness industry. You never want to give uh, a beginner. Um, a hit program because you just, just completely destroy the person. They'll never want to come back. I bet. <laughs> uh, what was the turning point that pushed you to become a spiritual counselor? It, it kind of, uh, well, it came out of um, my husband and I were traveling full time and we moved every three to six months. And, um, I was kind of going crazy. So I decided when I got to certain, when I, whenever we go to a town, I would see if I could find a, um, uh, what we kind of call metaphysical bookstores or metaphysical stores. And I would go in and see if they needed somebody to do readings. And uh, what happened is that one of the stores says, well, um, I, need, I need somebody to do something a little bit bigger than just readings. And I said, okay, what do you need? And, um, well, I need somebody to, you know, like do mass readings and I'm like mass readings. And what, what we came up with was, um, galleries. And so, uh, she would book um, events and I would, I would do readings for, um, a store full of, uh, I mean, you know, 25 or more, it started off with like 25 people and then it kept on getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, his word got out and, um, out of that came people because uh, wanting to see me and um, I already had a uh, one, um, one of my degrees, I have a couple in different things, um, but um, in needing help, wanting to um, find out how they could connect with their guides, how they could connect with uh, their loved ones, how um, they could get centered. And it started there. And I also started giving classes on how, understanding energy, as I'm explaining, you know, better than I have actually now, but how to understand energy and how to get connected. And that's how it started. Cool. Um, it, it's, it's, again, it's interesting that you're bringing up a lot of points that we learn, we teach people in martial arts because uh, we are, like you said, we are energy and we can actually manipulate that energy. And in martial arts, we do that a lot. Like a lot of that stuff that you see that, that hocus pocus stuff that I'm not going to touch you, but I, you can still feel my punch. That's actually true. And it actually resonates with me, with what you're saying, because there's a lot of connection between that. 
there is there, you know um i know <laughs> the, there's actually uh an exercise i'm going to be doing um on uh, my podcast next that i was going to be doing today and your people can actually do it to um understand what i'm talking about and what you can do uh because where i come from uh, in my you know my mindset of what we do uh, we have things called chakras and they're powerpoint sources and if you take your hands and vigorously rub them together just keep rubbing them rubbing them for a while right until they get nice and hot and then separate them and then slowly bring your hands together and you will find that you cannot actually bring your hands together that you will find an energy ball an energy source there pushing your hands away and that is the chakras that is the energy force field you have created between those two and that is like a tangible way to, for people to understand the energy that we create all on our own and so it's just a small little thing when people go oh no no go really try this and it's just a little exercise just understand that the body does have energy it gives off energy we create our own energy and it's for us to tap into it i completely agree with you um my lessons with this was a little bit more painful than yours where uh we would punch we would punch you um then we'd have you close your eyes and then we would make the movement of punching to the person and you would just see the person just react the second that fist would come closer to the body you'd see them just react with their eyes closed they, they can't even see anything so i completely completely understand where you're coming from with this because this is so true it is also after um i, I what i used uh I, i'd have women bring their i'm not i'm not man beating here i trust me, i am not but i'd have women bring their husbands and it was always very interesting because uh they the husbands would always pick a chair furthest away from me like i was going to do something to them it, it, it was <laughs> okay you got okay i understand you got dragged here that's fine <laughs> and uh so uh anyway uh but as i'd start talking this chair would scoot a little closer and a little closer and a little closer and they and they'd lean in and lean in and then they'd want well, well what can you show me and i do the palm thing and they go okay and i go all right do me a favor come over here all right close your do the palm close your eyes do the palm thing I go, no, slowly walk around, very slowly with their hands out, walk around. And they're like, oh, great, you know what I'm going to do. But they never hit anything. They never hit a wall. They never hit an object because within a certain distance, they felt the energy of whatever was in front of them. They could feel it and move, you know, and it would guide them away from it. And they're like, how am I not hitting? And it, and it, and go open your eyes and they had walked they could not believe how far and where they had walked without running into an object so I, like you so see you're talking about the you know that they felt the punch coming right they're feeling that energy coming mhm mm um have you ever felt like quitting i did quit 
I did quit because it almost killed me. Yeah, I um, got very ill, very ill. And so um, it just drained me. Um, I let it see the, nobody can do something to you. I allowed it to happen, you know, and um, I did. So this is kind of like me coming back um, with my podcast and stuff is me coming back um, healthy again um, and uh, doing it in a way uh, where I'm in more control. Why come back? I mean, it almost killed you. What was the drive that, you know, pushed you to do this again? It's who I am. You know, it's just who I am. If I don't do it, um, that almost kills you too. Um, it, the other, I, I laugh. It's like, if you don't do something, um, the other side will come back and, uh, the, uh, the universe, like I said, is a sense of rather quite um, funny sense of humor. Um, it'll kick you in the butt. It will. It'll be like, no, you were supposed to do this. And you go, no, 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 I don't need to listen to you. And then you go, some, you start going in different directions. It says, oh, really? And, you know, sooner or later, you find out, you know, uh, no, you should have listened to me. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's, I told you once, I told you twice. I told now this is your third time and trust me when I told you the first and second time it was a lot kinder way and uh, I think we all can understand that yeah yeah absolutely and for someone like me and they wake you up in the middle of the night and fall you know follow you around and do different things and talk to you constantly and you're then it, it drives you a little more batty so what keeps you motivated to just keep going. I mean, you, it sounds like you've got a lot going on. It's just for most people, they just would, would say, you know what, forget this. I actually love helping people. I really do. Um, I love when people get it, uh, when that wake up moment, um, when that aha moment, um, this, uh, you know, the, the, the adventure you and I are on for the podcast class, uh, we, we had a, um, we have a mutual friend uh, where we were on our class, you know, learn, you know, uh, or I should say uh, our group sessions, right? And I just saw her shrinking away and closing down and was going to leave this. And her guides just came at me and were like, no, don't let her. I mean, they're just like, and I'm like, oh, okay. And so I start typing and I thought it was only um, to one of our, you know, uh, to, to Kia. And I didn't know everyone could see what I was typing. But I, because again, you know, I'm uh, not really good at this uh, uh, electronic stuff. <laughs> and I was like, no, tell her, tell her, I'll, I'll help her. Tell her I'll help her. No, you know, and I'm sitting there. And um, so she saw it, you know, uh, and uh, She's like, yeah, please, yeah, please help me. And I said, okay. And so um, we set up a time for the next day and, uh, you know, we were Zooming each other. And I said, listen, this is what your guides are saying, you know. And um, so I, I, we had a conversation reading combo about everything. And um, the next day she had found the name of her podcast she had found what direction she wanted to go in. She was booking interviews. She, I mean, she was just 
completely turned around. Uh, a train just got, found her track and was heading in the right direction. That's why I do it. That's a very good reason to keep doing it. <laughs> you know, it's like, otherwise she would be wandering around right now going, I don't know. I gave up. You know, you, it took only a little bit of my time. Yeah. You had a business once. Oh, which one? <laughs> the coffee, the, the, the cafe. Yes. What was the hardest thing that you had to do with that business? Besides getting up at 3.30 in the morning um, and not be a morning person. Uh, that's another thing when you go to start a business. Uh, make sure you uh, <laughs> really know who you are. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, my uh, youngest dog rescue was uh, barking, so I let him in. So now you just got to hear him snore. Um, it was the hardest thing uh, was closing it down, um, or originally having to be. Um, <laughs> that was a that's a big one. Um, I, I enjoyed opening it. Opening it was just uh, a big accomplishment. Um, a lot of work. Oh man, a lot of work. Uh, didn't have a lot of money. Uh, built the tables from scratch. Built everything from scratch. Uh, put a lot of love and energy into it. Had a love hate relationship with it because. Uh, uh, loved the people, loved everything I was doing. Um, but unfortunately, um, the people I rented the building from turned out to be crooks. And um, every step of the way, I was running into problems with them. Uh, and uh, so oh, I found out that they had, um, I'll give an example. Uh, we, we were always uh, making money. I mean, it, it wasn't that I was making hands over fists. It was that the comp that the business was always uh, paying for itself, uh, which was really unheard of, you know, for uh, a coffee house. And then we added the cafe part, food and restaurant part to it. And um, usually restaurants go down in the first year, and we were uh, we were making money always and growing, and so we were doing really well and. You know, uh, it was a small town in Santa Fe and, um, you know, I had employees, which, you know, people needed jobs and everything. So it was really good. Um, but uh, <laughs> I get a phone call. I was out uh, doing the shopping because uh, Sam's and stuff like that. And uh, I get a phone call from uh, one of uh, my managers and she says, uh, there's a crazy woman in here. And uh, she says uh, she's, in, she's in the kitchen. And I'm like, what are, what are you doing allowing me? You know, what's going on? And she says she owns the place now and she's our new boss. What's going on, Monica? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So I, ju I just raced back. And uh, this woman's like, hi, you know? And I'm like, who are you? She goes, oh, I'm the new owner. And I said, really? Because I'm the owner. And she's like, oh, no, so-and-so were the owners. And I'm like, no, I'm the owner. And so it turns out that, um, and this ended up happening a couple other times where different people came in saying they were the new owners. 
And uh, what happened was the people I was renting the building from um, had borrowed money from local people that they knew and said that they owned it. So they, they owned the building, but they labeled that lying. They labeled that the fact part of the um, uh, word I'm trying to find here, uh, asset was the coffee house and the restaurant that they owned. And so these people went and um, uh, went, uh, they defaulted on all these loans they, they had gotten. And uh, then, um, so then they uh, uh, went and put uh, liens on everything. And so these people thought they owned uh, my, uh, my business. And uh, a few more things happened that were hap they were stealing and doing everything. Then uh, a guy that worked for me, God, sweetest, sweetest guy, um, was heading home from, uh, he was a volunteer fireman. Uh, he caught the owner, uh, the wife, setting fire to the building on a holiday. And he was able to catch it and stop it in time. So in the largest uh, snowstorm in like a 20 year history or something like that, uh, the people of the town, my customers came out with trucks, trailers, anything, minivans, anything they had packed, helped pack me up and move me in one day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that was one of the most incredible, that was one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced. That, I mean, so-and-so called so-and-so and so-and-so called so-and-so because I, you know, but I have, uh, the hard part was, um, I fell out of love with it. I really fell out of love with it and, uh, didn't know what to do. I started to get sick again. Oh, I was, I, this is my, I started to get sick because I didn't want to be there anymore. That's the other thing. Um, that's hard that if you're not happy and you, you get your energy so low, you make yourself sick. So what was the thing that helped you overcome something like that? I found a new happiness. And um, what I did was I let go. I let go of the control. I thought I had to have, I thought I had to make all these people happy. I had to employ my employees. I had to do this. I had to do that. Um, I was, I thought I was responsible for so many people and so many things. And I finally, I have this saying, let go, let God, um, you know, uh, I give it to somebody that can handle it a lot better than me. <laughs> you can say universe, whatever your beliefs are. Uh, but I just said, I just was like, I can't have, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I'm just going to let it go. And, um, it was just right after that, that I was just like, I, I, you know what, I'm going to let it go. My husband gets a call and uh, a, a company asking him if he'd like to make twice as much money uh, doing his job, uh, traveling full time. And he comes home with that. And I'm like, what? Because that's what we love to do is travel. Then um, somebody calls me and this young couple comes in and talks to me uh, that had just moved there from Chicago and both were wanting to open up a restaurant and wanted to know if I wanted to be 
partners and expand or if I was interested in selling. And I sold. And I sold, we sold our house. And that was our adventure of leaving and moving and traveling for 14 years. The universe provides. As yes, long as you're saying, hey, I give you control. Yes, it does. So you've traveled the entire world then. Well, we traveled in, uh, we've lived in almost every state in America, except for um, Alaska and uh, uh, the Dakotas and, area. And then uh, we've traveled a lot of Europe, yeah. Where's your favorite place? Italy. Yeah, Northern Italy. Even now? Ah, <laughs> uh, I know, I know. I just, I love the way of life. I, I just really, it's healthy um, and it's happy. It resonates with me. Nice, nice. So would you say that that was your one eureka moment in your life? No, no. Uh, my eureka moment was reading uh, a book, uh, The Celestine Prophecy by Neil Donald Walsh. That's that, that I, I was really blessed. Uh, I, I grew up in Southern California, LA and Orange County. And um, there is a store, I hope it's still there. <laughs> it was there last before the pandemic, um, the pandemic uh, called Awakenings. And uh, the best authors came through there. Uh, the best um, um, spiritual uh channelers uh i mean they all came through there that the gentleman that owned that had been around um doing this since the 60s and everyone knew him and supported him so uh, everyone came through there and i was very lucky um and so when neil donald walsh's book came out when it first came out i was able to read it i was in my early 20s and um, again, it's not a kindergartner book. Uh, it's um, definitely middle grade to high school. <laughs> but I was already there. And um, I, he's, um, <clears throat> it's a book where he's having a conversation with God. Uh, you know, he finally got upset and asked and God answered him back. And uh, he's having an argument with God and you're going, what you're having an argument with God is seriously, <laughs> but if, I think if you're going to have a argument with somebody, that's probably going to be the best person to come back. Anyways. Um, and Neil Donald Walsh is saying, uh, you know, cause God says asking you shall receive, just ask, you know, we're here to give. <laughs> and um, he says, okay, well, you know, I've always wanted to be healthy. I've always wanted to be wealthy. And God says, so therefore you shall never be. And uh, <laughs> Neil's going, wait, you just said, asking you shall receive. He goes, exactly. And he's like, well, I, I just told you, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to be wealthy. He goes, well, you will never be then. And you get to a point where you're ready to chuck this book across the room. I know I was. And finally, God says, listen, you're not listening to me. Be in the moment. Live as is. You are healthy. You are wealthy. So therefore, you shall 
be. And that was my aha moment. That I was me, my husband, everyone I knew were living it, doing it backwards. You know, I think, I don't know, I don't know about you, but in my 20s, my 20s were rough. You're trying to figure out who you are. You're, you're trying to find, you flip in your sofa cushion for, you know, change. You know, <laughs> you're, you're taking advantage of Taco Tuesday because it's 50 cent tacos if you buy a drink. And as long as you sip a drink for an hour, you know. <laughs> so it was like, O-M-G. And my husband read the book too, and our lives completely turned around. Interesting. Especially now with all these people suffering from depression because of this lockdown. Mm-hmm. What, would the, what would the one thing that you would tell them to help them keep their hopes up? The only way to beat this, to beat the powers that be um, that is creating this. Um, is to stay at a higher frequency. This is, what is happening to us is a very low frequency. Uh, It's called fear, right? Uh, This is very, a very fear-based moment in time. It is also a very, uh, with what's going on um, with Black Lives Matter, all the, protests and everything and then you have the looters and the violence that is attached itself to it um anger so you've got fear you've got anger you've got pain you you know these are all low frequency right they're they're the lowest so the only thing you can do is change your frequency and raise your frequency you can't change somebody else. You can only change yourself. The way somebody else can change around you is that if you raise your energy level, the only way they can hang out with you is to raise theirs. That's the only way it can happen. So if we all raise that, that are knowing beings, knowing you know what we are, if we all raise our energy, then the people around us start to raise their energy. It's a cause and effect. So that's what I would say is do everything you can to consciously say, you know what? I'm going to raise my energy today. I'm going to raise it. This is what I'm going to spend, you know, focus on that. One of my favorite things I do is in the morning before I open my eyes, I lay there in bed and I'm like, okay, I breathe. And I'm like, I'm going to, and I think about my energy that I'm going to come at that day that, the energy I'm going to spend, you know, what I want to do. I do a protection ritual to protect myself um, against negative energy. And I wake up doing that. So you said something about higher frequency. So higher frequency meaning caring, love, stuff like that? Yes. But again, all right. It's a soul. A soul is huge. It's expansive. It's almost never ending if you look at it that way. 
a soul then is crammed into this. Um, <laughs> I had somebody once refer to it as a meat puppet. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. This body, this, this, this flesh and bone body, right? That's a very low frequency thing. Your soul is a very high frequency thing. All right. So tap into your soul, not your mind, not your human self into your spiritual self into universal energy, into God energy, into the energies that actually create. Very powerful, very powerful stuff. That's very powerful stuff. Um, where do you see selfaholic in the next five years? I would love uh, where where I see it, where I would love for it to go is I'd like to see it actually moving on, not just a podcast, but it going on to um, uh, a, a video format also, uh, or even a, a, um, a radio show where uh, people can call in and I, we can actually communicate. I would love that also, um, to speak to people one-on-one -on -one and interact with them that way uh, would be great. Um, I also uh, would like, because I would like to just get out there and be uh, more communicative with more people to reach a much bigger source. What about you personally? Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, health, healthier, <laughs> I have to admit. Unfortunately, uh, I, I hit a certain number that sent me uh, spiraling into menopause. <laughs> and, uh, uh, came, and with that came some uh, unfortunate uh, hormone issues, so dealing with that. Um, and... Uh, I have arthritis and stuff. So I'm, I'm working on that. That's another reason I started the cycling and stuff like that. So uh, getting a, just healthier ha uh, physically to resonate with the other part of me and um, to be more financially, uh, um, you know, I made a choice when we started traveling to let my husband uh it was very hard, I have to tell you, very hard, uh, to let my husband just go ahead and be the breadwinner because it was, you know. And uh, I, I now I would like to start taking my uh, place in that, you know. Fair enough. So we, you actually touched up on my next question uh, about your 20-year-old self. If you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself when you were 20, what would you tell yourself? Mm. <laughs> would I listen? Um, uh, yeah. Besides stay away from carbs. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would actually, I would say, I know it's hard to understand, but I'm going to give you a piece of advice that I hope you really take, you know, to heart. Only care about what people think for those whose opinions actually really matter to you, for the people that you admire, you know, like not admire, but, you know, the people you respect. Don't care about 
other people, what, the, their, what their opinions are. We literally don't care. Just don't good listen at, to them. That's good. That's really good advice. Uh, what keeps you up at night? Besides the other side talking to me and my dogs. Um, I do sleep with my husband, three dogs, and a cat. And for some reason, the three dogs and the cat all have to sleep on me. Um, and my husband enjoys three quarters of the bed wonderfully. Um, uh, you know what does keep me up? <laughs> what does keep me up recently is the podcast and this, you know, what we're doing because all these ideas going, you know, uh, that one has been keeping me up lately. Um, but uh, it, it, but it usually is the other side. The other side. Uh, it, the other side of the veil. So uh, my beliefs again. I keep my my beliefs are mine. Um, that the this is this is the illusion. This is the game. Like this over here is the illusion. Uh, the other side is home. That is where our soul goes. Uh, that is where uh, reality really is. That's where we live. So uh, the veil is the thinnest between midnight to 6 a.m., 3 p.m., 3 a.m., I'm sorry, being the thinnest. So that is the prime time for communication. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting, because uh, last, early this week, I had another guest who passed and came back, and she described what was on the other side, and I was like, that's beautiful. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. No pain, no suffering. No, just unconditional Deepak. love. Yep. And uh, do you know who Deepak Chopra is? Mm -hmm. He said one time, the closest you can get to, for a human being to understand what it feels like on the other side, and it is one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth, you know, he's going on, is an orgasm. He said a bomb could go off in the middle of it and, you know, you wouldn't care at that moment, right? I mean, chaos can happen, but, but you're in, you know, pure bliss. But he says that's like one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of it. But that is the closest we can understand as human beings to that feeling. The one thing that I've been actually, like, boggling my mind is we belong there, yet we're here. And I know with conversations with you, you said that we come back. Why would we come back? <laughs> because when we are on the other side and we're signing our contracts to come back, we have no pain, no suffering, <laughs> pure bliss. <laughs> and I, I, I joke around that. I go, the reason we, we, uh, we cry when we come back, you know, we're born because we're going, oh, shit, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Put me back. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, right? I'm like, I want to go home. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, the question is, if you are God and you are everything, or you're the higher source, again, what, whatever you want to call, and you are everything, how do you know what you are? 
right? Good question. You create something in your image, not your physical image, your energy image to experience those things for you. So how do you know if you're, what light is and what darkness is, what pain is and what joy is? Sadness, happiness, the yin and the yangs, right? So we are here to experience those. So there is an understanding. That's why we were given free will so that we could make those choices to have those experiences. Very nice. Uh, any final thoughts? Is that those that are listening, um, be kind to yourself, be kind to everyone else. And remember that uh, the best thing we can do, like I said earlier, is raise our energy to help everybody else raise their energy. So don't go down the rabbit hole of getting down on them. Very cool. Very cool. And where can people find more about you? Um, you can contact me at um, Monica B at selfaholic.tv. I don't have a web page yet. We're still working on that. You know how everything is going. I'm way behind you, techie boys. And um, but if you want to contact me, you can contact me there. And you can hear me on um, Selfaholic on uh, what pod. Um, you know it all. <laughs> on all the streaming devices, right? Yeah, uh, we're going to post actually all your links below so everybody has an easier way to get a hold of you uh, wherever they are. Monica, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, like I've said before, this has a greater impact towards people because now this is more of, uh, from what I see, from what I'm seeing, this is starting to become a spiritual battle between the light and the dark. And I don't want to get all too religious on people, but this is, people have been talking about this for centuries, but anyways, uh, there is a direct connection and any martial artist out there knows this connection between physical and uh, sorry, from the corporeal to the un incorporeal, there is a direct correlation. Every single martial artist knows this. And um, so, Monica, thank you again. I appreciate everything that you're doing. It's keep doing it. It's keep building those borders for yourself to stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's critically important, especially in the times, the crazy times that we're living in. Thank you very much, Don. And to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. <laughs>